This is the happy hour. You guys want the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What's up? Welcome into the happy hour. Happy Monday. Hope the weekend was swell for everybody out there. Nick Sainert and Rico joining you. Rico, was your weekend swell? Hello. My Hi. weekend was pretty good. Pretty good? It was pretty good. Uh, you had a event, an eventful Saturday. Yeah, I did. You got to go to Central City for yeah, the uh, Husker Volleyball game. First time in the Bison Dome. That's Shout right. out to Central City. Shout out to the Shout family out in Central Dome. City. Shout out to the Bison Dome. Uh, really nice. What, what I remember the family driving. What the family do? They went to the game. They got some tickets. So why shout out, well, shout out to the family? Because I got to shout out the family. Shout out the family in Central City. <laughs> shout out to all the people in Central City. Yeah. Well, I got family in Central City. Great, you know, Rachel's family. Okay. It's, it's my family. That's fine. So shout out to the family. It was great. Um, standing room only. Okay. It was the first time I've ever worked with people like standing behind me. So it was very weird. Yeah. But like I didn't want to Did back up. Did you catch up. anybody looking over your shoulder at your laptop? I didn't look back. Okay. I, I was focused on the court the entire time. Wow, I was terrified that I what would a, like look what a, back. What a diligent worker. Terrified I'd look back and somebody would just be like, hey. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do that. Uh, but every time I like back up, like, so I, mm-hmm. I do the thing where I record the final point of each set. Okay. So I would do that, and I felt bad because I'm like, whoever's behind me can't see. Oh, you had your phone, phone up high? There were people standing in front of me. <laughs> Oh, they had go. us on the concourse. They had us on the concourse around. Okay. Yeah, and how was so, the setup there? It was nice. It was, it was nice. Fine. There were there were not enough seats for all of the media. <gasps> so me oh, and no. Lauren Michelson, shout yep. out to Lauren Michelson, uh, she let me have her seat until she had to come up and edit, and then I would get okay. up. Okay. Um, she didn't come up to edit. I like handed her a laptop, and I was like, "Do you need to sit?" She goes, "No, you're good." And I was like, "Okay." So I was sitting the whole time. Wow. Um, but she was recording uh, down on the court. Shout out to Lauren. We're best friends now. Um, but. <laughs> Okay. It was it was great. Like people, but people would like stand up where we were. Yep. And like I'm short, so I couldn't see over them. So I hold my phone up and kind of like you have to hold oh, that's over there over their heads. Um, but no, it was an electric atmosphere, just as Becca Alex said. At certain points, yeah, it was louder I, than the Devani. That, that is very very. Uh, What's the word you're looking for? Come on. Come on, find that's, it. That's worrisome. Is it? Not worrisome. That's not the right word. Dangerous. To where you're saying, man, that was... It was. The, dude, yeah, Rico, the were, wheels were turning. You were looking for a word. The wheels were turning. Come on. And there, were, there was smoke coming out of both ears. <laughs> Words are hard. Holy smokes. It's a fact. I, I just couldn't say anything. Like I think I tried to say a word there, and it just didn't happen. Um, and I'm sure the, the the flow of texts are about to come in. But anyway... Yeah, I know it happens. <laughs> Whatever, words are hard. Yeah, thank you, Corey. Thank you, Dirty Tony. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but no, okay. So, seriously, because that's that's that could be something that fans take offense to in so a way. But she didn't mean I it don't, that way. I don't she did think not they should because she's not wrong. Because it's a smaller venue. Because Devan is quiet. No, it's a smaller venue. <laughs> okay. 
The walls are closer in. The ceiling isn't as high as Devaney. Mm-hmm. So the sound's bouncing around everywhere. So with, you know, 3,000 whatever people in there mm-hmm. and a smaller area, you had standing room only, all that stuff. Um, it got really loud during a lot of a lot That's of good. points during the match. Not to say Devaney doesn't also get loud. If mm-hmm. some of the plays that happened mm-hmm. at Central City, yeah, there was that one play Devaney, that I got to see. Yeah, uh, it would be it would be fantastic. Your ears would be ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, shout out to the Bison Dome. It was an amazing shout atmosphere. out to Central City. Shout out to Central City. It was an amazing atmosphere. Shout out to to Wichita State for coming up. Shout and out and to uh, the, uh, John Cook. His uh, belt buckle. His was belt, cool. his, I think it was his his uh was his, his milestone one thing? his milestone wins yeah. belt buckle uh, had some custom boots made for him I by saw that. somebody in Central City. Yep. I can't remember the name, so I'm not even gonna try. Um, but it was it was super fun. He was wearing jeans, his belt buckle, and his boots. They were asking him asking him if that was gonna be his new game day attire, and he said he wasn't sure because you know Adidas. So shout out to Adidas. Four zero two four six four. 5685, the Honda Vicken Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. We'll, we'll jump back into the Husker volleyball side of things here in a, in a moment. Um, definitely want to talk NFL draft mm-hmm. because that concluded over the weekend. And so, talk a little uh, NFL draft. Uh, at 1 30, we'll be joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, as we are every Monday, to discuss Husker football, a little bit of Husker basketball potentially, but more importantly, like. Obviously, the Casey Thompson conversation, AJ Allen discussion as well. Yeah, how are you doing with that? You, you're a big AJ Allen guy. I liked AJ Allen a lot. Um, you're a bigger Gabe Irvin guy, but you were a bigger big AJ, Gabe Irvin you guy. Were a big J, AJ Allen guy. I don't know. I, like I'm going back and forth to where I don't like. I look at this this running back room, and this will be a conversation. Obviously, we'll have. I I don't know if there's going to be a guy that rushes over a thousand. Really, and and I'm not saying AJ Allen would have been that guy, and I think is it for lack of talent or for lack of attempts just, because they're going to spread it. Well, I In think, my I, mind, think it's, I think sp- it's lack of of uh, of a single guy being like taking the job. I if that if you will, I I get that. I don't I don't see I, think, I don't see a Ramir Johnson going for a thousand. No, I don't see. I, I maybe Ramirez. Anthony Grant. I, I, I that's the thing is like so Anthony Grant was the closest last season, and that was with you know barely running the ball towards the end of the season. He should have had a thousand yards, right? We can all agree on that. Um, Gabe Irvin, we know the talent that he has, um, being the the first true freshman to yeah. start at running back for Nebraska since I don't know if it was ever or, or whenever the last time it happened. Um, Ramirez, it's he's not going to be a thousand yard rusher. But I do believe he's going to put a thousand yards of all-purpose yards together mm-hmm. because he's going to be a, a much bigger target receiving the ball out of the backfield. But I get it with Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant. I think they're going to be. You're not going to have that lead back. They're going to be swapping carries. Rico, as much and you know how big of a Gabe Irvin stan I am. I don't know if if it's realistic to think that Gabe Irvin's going to have a, a 900 plus yard type of season. We don't. I don't know if he's capable of that. We we have no clue. Mm-hmm. And that's what's that. Those are the thoughts that are coming through my mind right now. Because like the whole AJ Allen situation, is it surprising? No. Is it a bummer? Absolutely. Is it disappointing? Yes. Because. Everybody knows the story. He's a guy that comes in with with Brian Applewhite was going to go to TCU more than likely where Brian Applewhite was was coaching previously. He coach Applewhite ends up coming to Nebraska and now AJ Allen pops up out of nowhere is a Nebraska priority target 
And then over the course of the season last year in the few games that A.J. Allen did play in, and this is where I have concerns maybe about Anthony Grant, and these questions we'll, we'll ask Steve, Mar- Steve in a little bit, mm-hmm. but this is where it's, we started. We almost saw AJ Allen start to catch the heels of Anthony Grant and kind of feel like this is this is a job that he believes should be his. Mm-hmm. And similar, I suppose, to the Gabe Irvin situation in 2021. Now, I think Nebraska's running back room was was more talented than in 2022 than 2021, and I think it's more talented here in 2023 than it would be in 2021. But now this is two straight years where you've had a true freshman come in and seem like they're about to take the job, and then it's a season-ending injury. And so we have no clue what happens now, after that. Because I think Gabe Irvin was was real close in 2021 in that Oklahoma game in mm-hmm. Norman. The stats won't pop off the page. No. But from a, from a feel standpoint, mm-hmm. there was something in that, Nor- that, that Oklahoma stadium, as stupid as that sounds, where it was like, all right, that was Gabe gonna Irvin's be the going run. to be their guy. That was going to be the run for whatever you know. What it, it just there was a hole there. If he would have gotten through the hole, it felt like that was his job to take. Now he he was the starting running back to start the season. I will push back against the AJ Allen um, taking the reins a little bit, just because it did feel like you had a really a supremely talented back in AJ Allen his freshman year this last year, mm-hmm. but it was still Anthony Grant's job. I think no matter what. It would have been Anthony Grant as the starting running back all season. I think AJ Allen would have pushed, uh, would have pushed Anthony Grant to to continue playing at a very high level. But I think he would have been the backup for the entirety of the season. However, he would have put up a lot better stats. I mean, if you look at the stats, he had like a hundred and some yards. I don't even know if he was at two hundred yards, but it was very, again fewer carries than Anthony Grant. So. I don't know if he was pushing for that number one spot as much as he was just cementing himself as the surefire number two guy in that room. And maybe that's maybe that's the way I'm looking at it now because you look at this uh, Husker Husker scholarship distribution chart that I've been you know visiting frequently over the last couple of days, putting in some work. And it's it's the Quentin Ivis isn't on campus yet. Redshirt freshman Emmett Johnson, who we know the staff likes. Mm-hmm. Ramir Johnson, Anthony Grant, and Gabe Irvin, and I still like that running back room. I like it a lot more with AJ Allen there, but I still think you have yeah. three capable backs in that room. And then you know Emmett Johnson, we're not sure exactly what we're going to get with him, considering he's a redshirt freshman. But um, with the way the staff talks about him, they seem really uh, they they like what he has to offer. And Quentin Ives um, being one of the taller running backs, I believe. Um, We'll, we'll have something to say in that running back room as well in the future. Again, this coming season, I, I think you have your three, and you're you're good to roll with those three. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. Like, I got this feel, and, and everybody's freaking out about the whole video with AJ Allen and stuff. Yeah, I I didn't understand. Like, so I, at my slow pitch softball game last night, okay, it was it, like the news broke that AJ Allen was going to enter the portal. It, it broke like five minutes before our game started last night at eight o'clock, and like I got asked by a couple by somebody at at, at the slow pitch game where it was like, oh yeah, you know, I saw that video, and ever since then I figured, ah oh, yeah, it's just he's he's going to be gone. It was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of time because he got yelled at, and I sat there and I'm just like, well, first of all, like. Have you ever seen a, a football practice, like a competitive practice, where somebody gets yelled at and 
and the guy's not going to necessarily be happy. Like, he's going to be disappointed, I suppose. I just feel like it, it was kind of a, a weird spring for A.J. Allen over the course of, of a couple weeks and a couple pra- – over the course of those 15 practices, unfortunately. And there was so much question because we knew about that relationship with Brian Applewhite that it goes back to that – I'm not sure it was necessarily a surprise. I think it was just a bummer. Similar to Casey Thompson, if you will. Like, is it that big of a surprise that Casey Thompson goes into the portal? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Because he's he's going to be playing one final year of college ball, and does he really want to sit behind a guy that was brought in over him? He missed spring. He misses the spring practice, and now he just has to sit and hope you know and hope that he gets a shot mm-hmm. in the fall or gets a fair fair crack at a quarterback battle. I, I don't know. Um, I like it's not surprising. It's just disappointing, I guess, if you will. But happy for Casey and happy for AJ Allen because now like AJ Allen's going to be able to go to another Power Five school. Casey Thompson is going to be able to go to another Power Five school. Oh yeah, and so and the thing is, you got to look at you, you know, know the other the other Power Five schools. Don't 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 look at a place where there's a quarterback you know entrenched in quarter. Casey Thompson is going to go somewhere where he's going to start right away. Yeah, he has one final year. I don't and look, I I know he's a competitor. Obviously, we know he's a competitor, but for his sake, I hope he goes somewhere where he's just going to get the job. I know he's going to fight for it regardless of wherever he goes, but I want to see him play. That's what I want. Like once again, these are all just narratives that we hear throughout m- multiple outlets. But it's just like the whole Casey didn't want to compete, so he decides to leave and did the same thing at Texas. And and now AJ Allen gets yelled at on a video, and everybody sees it. So now he leaves. And I'm just sitting there going like, <laughs> everybody. That goes is not for the that. situation. Everybody that, like, goes straight for that. There's also something to be said if you look at if you look at this this the way that the roster shakes out Nebraska. And this is what I've realized over the last like week and a half or so since the spring game and since the portal opened up, Matt rule has a plan and we're starting to kind of see it come to fruition that doesn't necessarily make sense. I don't want to say that, but it fits what we saw at Baylor and what we saw at temple. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of early in my tenure, we're going to get real young and we're going to just throw those guys out there and see how how they stick. You're going right? to learn on the job. Nebraska, prior to the transfer portal opening, they were already young. Like this, People might forget, because Bryce Benhart's playing since day one, and since Turner Corcoran has been playing since day one, and since Nebraska went heavy transfer portal last season, prior to the year in their last year of Scott Frost, when you add Casey Thompson, when you add uh, Anthony Grant, when you add Trey Palmer, when you add Marcus Washington – you have to realize that because they the, the reason that they did that is because they didn't have many people they felt good about in the classes below them, in the junior, in the sophomore years. And so now that those guys move on and go to, whether it's the NFL draft, I forgot a big one, O'Shawn Mathis. Um, don't forget that Garrett Nelson could have returned if he wanted to, mm-hmm. decides to, to go Test the NBA, or excuse me, NFL draft waters, NBA and, waters, yeah, NBA waters, Dang, NFL Garrett, draft waters, <laughs> and signs the un, uh, you know the UDFA for uh, the Miami Dolphins. But now you look at it, and if you break it down by class, Nebraska is going to have twenty-seven true freshmen. Once again, of eighty-five, mm-hmm. well, technically eighty-eight, I suppose, but it will be eighty-five. Twenty-seven of eighty-five true are true freshmen. Twenty-three. Of the remaining, 
are sophomores. So you're sitting there going, 50 of your 85 guys are freshmen and sophomore. Or that's what they're going to be. Yeah. Now, some of them are going to be transfers. Obviously, Ari Gilbert is a redshirt sophomore. Elijah Judy, Kai Wallen, Chief Borders, Corey, Corey Collier, they're all sophomores. Jacob Hood is a redshirt freshman. And then you add a couple more transfers that are juniors in, in Jeff Sims, Ben Scott, and MJ Sherman. But you sit there and go, maybe this team is, is quite a bit younger than we, we may have realized. Yeah. Because we were thinking, ah, oh, Casey Thompson's going to be there. We have a junior quarterback. We have a senior quarterback. Technically, we had two. Nebraska had two junior quarterbacks in Jeff Sims and Logan Smothers, <laughs> and now that door's still open, obviously. But then you had now. Now you look like we've talked about wide receiver room. It's Joshua Fleeks, Billy Kent, Marcus Washington. Those are your three seniors. Two of those are new guys, and then it's you're hoping that IGC and Xavier Betts pan out, and then it's six true freshmen. And so, once again, not not that this is an excuse, but now we're starting to kind of see everything that Matt Rule is about, everything we heard about Matt Rule, and the way he wants to orchestrate and build a roster. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. this is the way it's going to happen. It's all and it's in the way of, of 50 true freshmen and sophomore out of your 85 guys coming up in the fall. Yeah, It's just... I don't know. Uh, once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those uh, open for you guys as well as Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. So, And that's what Matt asked, is how many of those redshirt sophomores are in their fourth season. Yeah, that COVID would, year is still throwing things up. So it would be that COVID year. So like Gabe Irvin is a redshirt sophomore in his third year, mm-hmm. right? So we'll go through the list. What is Fedoni technically? Because he has the two injury years. He gets one for sure. One plus I, COVID. Plus COVID. Well, I So I have him listed as a, as a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, because technically if he applied for it, I'm sure he would get another injury year. So he technically could be a redshirt freshman. So that, that's what I have him listed as, as a redshirt sophomore because yeah. the, the waiver probably hasn't gone through. No. Well, I don't know if he's even looking for that because he's looking to play yeah. one, two years and then go to the NFL. Anyway, so, I mean, so. you're just looking at these guys and even the sophomore. And this is what's this is what's wild about it. When you look at like proven production and there's not going to be a lot of it because Nebraska has been so heavy in the transfer portal for, I mean, goodness sakes, the last two years and, and probably three when it's all said and done with 2023. The last two years, at least, your your leading wide receiver has come through the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. It's in 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 Samori Toure and Trey Palmer. Um, but you look down like even just the sophomore class, and it's Gabe Irvin. Okay, he's had three games to to play. Yeah, right. Thomas Fedoni been injured. Ari Gilbert transfer. AJ Rollins is a two way guy that's uh, getting time at defensive end. Xavier Betts left the program at one point. Teddy Prohaska injured. Henry Latovsky haven't seen him. Ruquan Buckley, haven't really seen him. Blaze Gunderson, sort of seen him. Well, here and there. He and came then, in an injury relief towards yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, then, the, then the linebacker room, out of one, two, three, four, five guys, Jamari Butler is the only one that's actually seen playing time. Perfect. In that class. Then it's Kobe Bretz, haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamon Lynham, haven't seen him. So it's just, not that this is a bad thing, but... Uh, it's it's kind of where once again we're kind of starting to see it somewhat come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I mean AJ Allen portal and Casey Thompson portal 
and and along with with the guys you know similar to Stefan Wynn who was going to be in his final year and Logan Smothers who had two years left and Noah Poole Gates who had just two years left Casey Thompson was in his final year so we're, we're starting to see maybe it's it's not necessarily always the case of yeah I'm going to move on I decide to move on or more of hey we kind of want to get younger mm-hmm. maybe you should look for somewhere else but you can leave the door open yeah so let's take our let's take a timeout when we come back uh, we're going to be joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, talk all things Husker football, uh, a little bit of not necessarily recruiting, but I mean recruiting transfer portal, if you will. Uh, Nebraska coaches, by the way, just uh, sent out a tweet that said they are visiting thank you, Pinnacle Football in Arizona. Said thank you, Donovan Raiola, Marcus Satterfield, and Husker football for coming out to Pinnacle High School today. They're all over. We've the got home. Some- of Dylan Riola. Well, we've got that. We've got some coaches at uh, Matter Day mm-hmm. High School. Seeing Brandon Baker, the the number one offensive lineman, and uh, Nathaniel Frazier, a four-star running back. Mm-hmm. We've got some coaches out at Norris. Yeah, that's right. Staying local. Staying local. 500-mile radius. Just down there in uh, Firth? Would that be the Hickman-Firth area? I believe so. I'm so, gonna. I'm not going to. Norris? You're not going to try? I'm not going to try. All right, Steve joins us coming up next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.